Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Hi, I'm Andrew Gaze, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. Yes, good evening and welcome to yet another edition of 365 Days of Sport, brought to you by the good people at Jack Link's Beef Jerky, the best beef jerky on the planet. It's Tuesday, and that can only mean one thing, two hours of great banter and probably not much sport. Gosh, it just feels like a grand expedition into the abyss, doesn't it, when you head out at the moment with the curfew and all. Yeah. The streets are bare, naked. I almost feel like I'm reminiscent of Christopher Columbus discovering America. Really? I was on that much of a grand voyage. There, um, um, there weren't many, uh, there wasn't much traffic out tonight at all. No. So uh, One police car I saw. Oh, did you? Yeah. Didn't even see that. I saw an ambulance. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, surreal. You didn't cause the accident, I hope. Not this time. Yeah. Wasn't there any casual hit and run? No. Ambulance turned up and you bolted? Just do that in your spare I'm time? Not that, I'm not that type of person, Rob. You should know. You wouldn't, you wouldn't do that? Oh, okay. No. Okay. Oh, good to know that. But, gosh, yes, it's, it's, a, it's a bare, barren world. I'll tell you what I did uh, this afternoon. Oh, this afternoon, yeah. This is one sort of minor, because you're allowed to walk, walk with one other person. Hey, and close. A, a friend uh, 100 metres away. You're allowed to walk with one other person. Oh, you mean walking along? Yes. Uh, I think it's a bit, yeah, three metres or something. One and it? a half metres. One and a half metres. Six feet, six, yeah. And uh, this friend of mine's babysitting a couple of greyhounds. Oh, cool. So I got to go walk a greyhound. Nice. And uh, this one lad was called Taco, his name was. What, the lad? The, the guy, the, 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 the dog, dog, the greyhound dog. The dog was The called... male greyhound. There was a, the, right. there not, was... The, not your friend. No, your friend's not called Taco. No, her name's not called not Taco, but she and she had the girl dog, and that that dog was very timid. Oh, really? It had a bit of um, a Zoolander syndrome. Couldn't turn left. <laughs> this dog. Are they ex racers or are they just? Yeah, crazy? both ex racers. I didn't inquire because she's um, very much a. Uh, my friend is a, very much a, a left wing type and into the greyhound saving and um, and not right. a fan of the industry as such. So I didn't uh, inquire too far. To uh, I don't think she's aware quite how in depth my knowledge is, <laughs> and um, I could have judged whether they're good dogs or not by how much they'd made in their career, kind of thing. And yeah. um, I don't think that would have really sat too could well. Be, did, so I didn't a, inquire. Could have a fanta bale on your hands there, Rob. <laughs> no, just, definitely you didn't even wasn't. Know. No, those ones don't get let out to the adoption. They're <laughs> well, they're never they're sometimes. breeding like hell. Trust no, no, me. no. I think the progeny sometimes, if they don't make it, if they're pretty poor, they mm-hmm. uh, get straight into the adoption. No program. pun intended with poor. Not this time. No. <laughs> so, oh, that's good. Mm. But yeah, they, if you went around the meadows on the week, I can't. I didn't watch. There was there was great horse racing on Saturday. Really, very good was indeed. There? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how long multi go? Three out of five in the multi. Yeah, it's as so, good as naught out of five, Rob. Yeah, well, no, it means I'm I'm not too far off. Okay. I had a ginormous Hail Mary. I got a free ten dollar bet, so I put that a huge Hail Mary, and I put a thirty thousand to one. Yeah, so okay, out first leg. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that might tell you something. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you 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 will be lamenting for the rest oh, of the week as you think about. I will what, be. I yeah. will be definitely. Does it get you down, beef, when you hear that I've missed out again? I can see it really. No. Yeah, I think it does. It secretly. actually it probably gets me up mm. when you win. That's about it. You like it when I win. That's about it. Yeah. But you, you don't get down for me when I lose. No, not really. I don't think oh, I'm all right with that. Listen, that means you're a positive person. You respond to positivity. Hey. You're not going to sit there and drown in in a, in a ditch. No. 
with uh, medi- with what do you call them? Pessimists. No, I try not to surround myself mm. with pessimists, Rob. So if you were to shed tears, you'd shed tears in a joyful moment more likely than a sorrowful one. Would that be true? Um, yeah, I think so. It's probably on the money. Yeah, yeah, good. Just thinking about that, yeah. I'm just a bit of Dr. Robert coming in here, a bit of psychologist stuff, just yeah. trying to iron out the beefy's creases. Yeah, there's there's plenty of them. Nearly shed some tears, actually, this, uh, this week, because uh, one of the doyens of the Scar world passed away from COVID, Rob. What? On Friday, yeah. Oh, well, that's awful. Old Toots Hibbert from, from from here? No, he's Jamaican. Jamaican, okay. Yeah, he's one of the you know one of the pioneers yeah. of the Scar World. Older lad, seventy-seven. Okay. Yeah, got COVID and didn't quite recover. Well, that's pretty awful. Yeah, they're pretty awful. The thing. only other quite famous person I know was uh, Tim Brooke Taylor. Yes, from yeah, the goodies, from goody the goodies. goody gundrop. Yeah, yeah, there was. There hasn't been too many kind of high-profile casualties, mm. is there, of uh, Corona? Do you think Corona prefers the working class? Well, it prefers the older generation. Yeah. So. That's the that's a great insight at this point in time. Hey, that's about all. Four months know. into the global pandemic, that's oh, that's bit, breaking news from the beef man. A bit further than that, <laughs> is oh, it four, five months? And uh, February. What well, are we now? Seven months, close to. Was our first cases in February? Were I they? Think so yeah, I think there was uh, the the bat eating incident was February. What do you mean well, the cor- bat eating incident? Well, that's how it all started, wasn't it? Do they actually know that? Yeah, they think so. Yeah, from a wet market in China. Yeah, Chinese guy from Wuhan eating bats. Okay. I'm I'm going to start standing by Trump with this Chinese virus thing. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's the case now. <laughs> yeah. I think they uh, it's they're really pushing it. <laughs> God damn it. Hey, the betting in the American election is like Biden was like a dollar 50 and Trump was 265 or something. It's yeah. like head uh, head now on the uh, line. What's one, the line? I think I saw Biden was 175 and Trump was 205. So Yeah, I I yeah, Trump's coming in well. Yeah. He's coming in strong. Kind of He's echoes out. what happened uh, last time when we were in the states. What year? Yeah. 2016 obviously. I I've, I've just got a feeling he might do it again. <laughs> I've just got a feeling. Yeah, Putin's just wrangling the troops right now. Well, it depends if if some if they can find some way to divide the left left again, like last time, like what what Bernie Sanders did to Hillary, and the numbers are down. He he could come through again. Yeah. And the problem with old Joe Biden is he's getting dementia. Yeah, it it doesn't quite make sense to me to have like a seventy eight year old presidential mm. candidate. Well, I mean Bernie Sanders is about the same age, but he doesn't appear to have dementia. No, in fact, Bernie's a bit more screwed, uh, screwed on. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, than uh, than Joe Biden. But I he think, just but... seems as, as an extreme left socialist, so they can't go from him. But I think he could beat Donald Trump. In fact, they even did the polls last time, and, and he this? would have. Bernie Sanders. Oh, yeah. long that that ship sailed. Right? Oh, I know the ship, ship sailed. sailed. I know this is long gone. Hey, we're talking politics. What's going but, on here? Um, we're talking politics, man. Well, we're a diverse show, Beefy. We always uh, we talk about all sorts of things. We do actually. We talk about women. Women's dogs getting uh, sexually molested by camels at service stations on this show, if you recall. We did. Yeah, so uh, don't don't all of a sudden question the subject matter. Hey, John, some wiggle news. Got some news on the wiggles. Yeah. Red Wiggle Simon Price, who mm. was on The Masked Singer, I seem to recall. Well, was he one of the, he's one of the originals, isn't he? No, he's the new breed. Oh. He's the replacement. So, but hang on a sec. So where are we at with the wiggles now? It's from the, the original pioneers... I think there's only one left. There's only one left. Yeah. Okay. What colour is he? Blue. Okay. I'm guessing he could. Yeah, it could I be don't, anything. I really don't know. You don't know. It's uh, and it's for fake news. Fake news. Yeah. Red Wiggle, Simon Price, who was just revealed on The Masked Singer, and Dorothy the Dinosaur are having a baby. That's an extremely <laughs> That's uh, unlikely you didn't, you combo. I think it was going to happen. Well, it's yeah. more that, I mean, they don't need to be referred to as those <laughs> things. Um, I should have just kept. If, they I could just use their full names, but yeah. I should have just got rid of Simon Price. Can just, you just read that again, actually, Beefy? Just Red wrong. Wiggle and Dorothy the Dinosaur are having a baby. 
Red Wiggle and Dorothy the Dinosaur. So, who's Dorothy the Dinosaur? Um, she's called Lauren Hannaford. Okay, so she does a voice of a cartoon dinosaur, or no, is this a dinosaur puppet? I think she's, she's dressed in up the in suit. She's in a, She's in an actual dinosaur suit dancing yeah, yeah, around. Yeah, I think so. Dorothy the Dinosaur. Is yep. this a speaking role, or is it purely a musical one for Dorothy? Um, no, I think the dinosaur does speak, actually, mm-hmm. in the Wiggles. I, I'm not really up there with the Wiggles, Rob, yeah. to be fair. Well, you're the only one of us that has a child, so I thought maybe you spent some time with at a Wiggles concert. No, I've never been to a Wiggles concert. Yeah, although, I've been I, was, to... I tell you what, I was spending a lot of time around kids. Yeah. This. Oh, I've been to a Yo Gabba exhausting. Gabba, Yo huh? Gabba, Gabba concert. Yo Gabba, what the hell's that? Oh, Yo Gabba Gabba is kind of the updated Sesame Street type deal yeah but it's all based around music mm-hmm. and it's a bit like the wiggles but a bit more funky okay they do a lot it's uh so the wiggles makes uh james brown sort of version oh yeah yeah <laughs> if you yeah. like oh i love a bit of wiggles james brown fusion yeah but the, the guy that hosts the um yo gabba gabba he's a dj Ah, of course. Okay, so um, he's just sort of pushing buttons. He's got the headset, oh, on. and this got, is for kids' parties, sort of thing. Uh, no, it's a TV show, right? Yeah, and they do they have interludes where they do songs and everything, and there's a bit of a story through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But they do an interlude with the um, the super awesome Friends show, which is a music always a music show. They get musical guests in to do a, like a kids' song, right? And the Aquabats, I'm not sure if you're up to date with the Aquabats, Rob. They've got their own. Might show. have heard of them. They've got their own show now mm. as a uh, spinoff. Interesting. Um, but uh, they were pioneer. I was going to say pioneer. They were heavily featured on the old uh, Yo Gabba Gabba. So at times, all these have all come together and performed one sort of Voltron P- uh, mega possibly. unit. Possibly, yeah. Mm. But they get they get some pretty heavy, uh, good musical guests on the old uh, Yo Gabba Gabba. D- this is not involved with the Wiggles, though. No, but that fact, was just that was just your comparison the of the style. They're fierce rivals. Fierce rivals. In fact, a fight between Yo Gabba Gabba and the Wiggles would be quite spectacular. A physical fight. Oh, I'm loving it. Kids would love it as well. I think they would, actually. The kids yeah. would really love it. Some might, might cry, but they, they need toughening up kids these days. Oh, too right. This is what I'm saying. Back to the Wiggles story. Yeah. Did you know this isn't the first time that this has happened, Drop? Well, oh, the, it's, not, it's not the first time that a dancing that a child, ki- child, kid dancing entertainer has made love with a dinosaur and had a baby. Yeah, because um, gosh, history the, does repeat itself. Because despite that split in song, in the in the, uh, no Shirley Bassey. Anyway, um, Shirley Bassey. Shirley Bassey did history never repeats. Anyway, but the, the split ends that history never repeats. Th- yeah, ding well, ding you, ding 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 ding. I think we know what's coming up in the break. Okay, I like it. Yeah. We we'll do the two. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have songs with the same titles, Rob. Yeah, okay, yeah, you can honestly. Not even covers, just two different songs. Anyway, um, apparently in 2017, the yellow and purple Wiggles procreated. What? This is before Red Wiggle and. Well, were they all men at the start? How did uh, that happen? I don't know. Did they have a carrier? Did they have a carrier? Yeah. Because the wheels at the start, there was no women. They were all men. That's right. So how could the two men have a baby? Because the yellow wiggle got replaced by a girl, Rob. When the oh, so it was, so wasn't the... I thought it was the original. Sorry, I, no. These are So, a bit of yeah. Fleetwood Mac action. <laughs> Imagine the songs that would come out of that. Imagine the wiggles doing a tormented... Tormented uh, album album oh, tracks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, All of a sudden, Fleetwood Mac's rumours is being taken down by the Wiggles. <laughs> disastrous marital yeah. breakup. Why is, yeah. the, why is the Yellow Wiggle getting fat, Mummy? That was uh, one of their songs, probably. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Straight to the point. I think the- Is that a metaphor? 
No, it's an observation. Yeah, a bit of a literal approach. Yeah. Um, sure. So, in regards to that, mm. uh, it's happened previously, but um, it would have been funnier with the original Wiggles. Um, because, uh, um, well, it would have been certainly more mystifying. Because old Purple Wiggle, Jeff Fat, mm. he, he is of the um, gay persuasion. Right. Well, then it would have been... Yeah, but there would have to have been a third party involved yes, and, exactly. and a carrier of sorts. I wonder how they put it together in that regard. Like, I wonder who sort of... Because that would be quite a debate. Imagine you've got two men, you've got the carrier. Who's the one that is the impregnator? That would be a big... Perhaps you just put it in a big jar and mingle. Milkshake. Milkshake it, yeah. Gosh. I don't know. That's a great question. But surely, but I'm sure only one sperm can get in. Well, then it's luck of the draw, isn't it? Imagine if you're... That would be a good win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's, a, that's a good day on the punt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, kids one. Got it. It's always a billion. Yeah. Whatever happens is a billion to one shot. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, That's right. Exactly right. So uh, the Wiggles, congratulations mm. to Red Wiggle and Dorothy the Dinosaur, mm-hmm. Lauren and Simon. By the way, if uh, you want to call them by their first name, fantastic. Mm. Well, congratulations. This guy, Red Wiggle, Simon Price. He's like six foot six, and he's got he's got the really deep voice, and he's quite mm. scary for kids. Right, bit of a Tony Robbins type. No deeper than that. Bit of a yeah. uh, bit of baritone. Yeah. Yeah. But Tony Robbins is a big unit. So, yeah, imagine that in the kindergarten. But sometimes the kids like the gentle giant. Mm. Yeah, little Stella's. I think she she I think she likes quite likes me. Does she? Yeah, I'm gentle giant. Are you officially a gentle giant now? Well, compared to a six year old, I am. <laughs> True. A golf major's just been won, Rob. Yeah, uh, Spieth. He won, didn't he? I don't know. I've got no idea. A tennis major's just been won. Was that in Darwin? Dominic Team. Oh, Team won. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Naomi Osaka okay. won the women's. Mm-hmm. That was when uh, Djokovic smashed the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Line judges well, of course, that was throat. a while ago now. I understand the decision, uh, but I felt it was harsh. In fact, I'm surprised that the lineswoman had to drop to the ground like that. Because it wasn't that hard. Well, she wasn't quite expecting it to get a tennis ball smashed into her throat. Yeah, but, I mean, it wasn't smashed. At some point, it wasn't smashed. Uh, it was guided. And, and if she's paying any attention, had any hand-eye coordination, she would have caught it. Yeah, that's why she's a line judge, Rob. But she, you don't have to stare at the line so hard when the it's not happening, do you? You need to rest your eyes for a moment. I'd have a look around. Would you? Yeah, I wouldn't just be... St- you can't stare at a line for two hours straight. It's drive you mental. Well, they move around. They only do about... You're still staring at a line. I think they only do eight games or something before they get mm. swapped over. You right. are still staring at a line. No, mm. don't get me wrong. But they do rotate them to stop them getting bored. Do you reckon that uh, that server judge guy's got the best deal? The one in the middle? Because they just got to get through the server and then they can relax. They've definitely got the best deal. But also easily the most chance of getting nailed. Yes. Yeah. But at also... The, at the hardest hit ball of the rally. But in the majors... They get the bloody Hawkeye beeps if they miss anyway, so you're just second-guessing. I thought they got rid of that. Oh, did they? Well, maybe they're doubling up nah, still. I think they're still... I've got the Hawkeye happening. Yeah. Well, well, they had some ones in the early days which I think they found out may have been a bit dodge. I remember Boris Becker one time skitzing because he reckoned the machine was calling it all wrong. He's going, turn, uh. the, turn the damn machine off, man. He had this weird kind of German-American accent. Oh, Boris. Um, What other news have we got? Philadelphia Phillies pitcher Zach Wheeler injures finger while putting on pants. Oh, you got to stay focused at all times. I mean, <laughs> anything can go wrong at any point. Um, uh, pitcher Zach Wheeler will not pitch against your team, the Florida Marlins. Oh, yeah, let's play a ball, let's play a game. 
Your strikeout so hit so mopey. <laughs> yeah. uh, after he injured the nail on his that, right. Sorry, just people, that Scott Stapp from Creed wrote the Florida Marlins song at one point. Feature on the show. Carry yeah. on, Beefy. Oh, one of our favourites. Yeah. Uh, after he injured the nail on his right middle finger while putting on pants, Phillies manager Joe Girardi told uh, reporters, Well, we're not start against the Marlins on Saturday after injuring his fingernail in an accident whilst dressing himself. You can't make this up. Can't. It's- can't, can't, you can't make this up. It's very sore. Um, Wheeler won't be able to pitch until Monday at the very earliest, mm. and uh, they called up Spencer Howard to pitch instead. Right. So there you go. That's hot news, Rob, from the baseball world. Was this sort of a, is it a long-term injury, or was this a bit of a tweak? I think he's just ripped a nail when he's putting his pants on. It sounds soft to me, frankly. It is soft, Rob. Yeah. It's soft, just like baseball is soft. <laughs> what do you? What are your thoughts on the um when the batter gets hit by the ball and oh, it's just yeah. oh, it's all on compulsory soft, but soft. Because well, in cricket, it's part of the game, isn't part it? of the game. I think it yeah. should be part of the game of baseball as well. But the ball is a bit faster generally. You're a bit closer, and you got less excuse for misfiring if there's no bounce included. I think you should be able to Look, throw it. Where at you the need end of to. the day, the pitchers have to throw the ball in a space where the batters can hit it. Whereas mm. in cricket, you can bowl at the batsman and hit him. Mm. Just live with it. The batters have an mm. easy ride in baseball. They've got it. You know, they, they yeah. get it thrown at them so they can hit it. Mm. Pointless. A lot of the players, apparently, when that fight happens, they it's compulsory in the team to get out of the oh, dugout. Yeah, yeah. So let them just get out and just stand there. <laughs> uh, I, that's exactly what I'd do. Oh, no, you'd, you'd get involved and push a few people around for a laugh. Well, that's about it. You wouldn't really do anything. Mm. you just have a chat. To, I'd go have a know, chat, yeah. So, somebody you haven't seen for a while. But, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things. I'd probably be off doing a, um, who's that, LSD guy again? <laughs> Doc. Yeah. Doc, um... I was going to call Doc, him Doc, Doc Nelson. Neeson. Doc, Doc Neeson. Doc Neeson. <laughs> no. From the Angels. Doc Ellis. Doc Ellis. Yeah. Yeah. Surprised well, he didn't hit anyone in the head that day, actually. Well, he did. Oh, he did he? Yeah. Well, not in the head, but he hit a few batsmen. Oh. I, yeah. See, I haven't seen the, doc, I haven't seen the documentary yeah, now. No, no I did hear it was a wayward display. It, it was all over like the place. Like it was... <laughs> Apparently. He, I think he walked like seven people. Okay. From four of them, he hit the batsmen. Because <laughs> also, that's the other thing in baseball as well. If the batsman gets hit, he gets a free walk to first base. Yeah. Mm. So, anyway, uh, I've got some uh, bit of sad news. Uh, golfer John Daly has bladder cancer. Oh, no. But hopes maybe there's a miracle. Well, he's had a good proper go at it. He's definitely had a good proper go at it, yeah. Um, how, old, how old is John Daly? 54. Yeah. Golfer John Daly, two-time major champion and a fan favourite, revealed he has bladder cancer. The 54-year-old told the Golf Channel he had surgery to remove the cancer, but was told there's an 85% chance of recurrence. Luckily for me, they caught it early, but bladder cancer is something that I don't know all the details. I've actually never heard of that. Bladder cancer? No. Well, But if I, my general vibe tells me that um, it's not one you can get around. No. What happens is, and I, I don't know too much about bladder cancer either, mm. but the bladder's right next to your prostate. So in men, so if you've got uh, prostate cancer that's on the wall of the prostate, it has a tendency to kind of... Jump, jump across. Yeah, to kind of, as it's mutating and growing, it grows into the bladder and you get bladder cancer. So right. it's, it's pretty serious. Mm. John said, it doesn't look like it may go away. We'll just see what happens. Maybe there's a miracle. Daily burst on the golf scene, 91, winning the PGA Championship at... Crooked Stick near Indianapolis in a shocking upset, Rob. Shocking. The 
Yadnone Daly was the ninth alternate and had to and had to drive all night to get to the event on time when a spot opened up for him. I never knew this mm. that he was a reserve. He went over supporters with his prodigiously long drives, but also displayed a nice touch around the green. Daly entered alcohol rehab in '93, suspended for on-course behaviour in '94, rebounded in '95 to capture his second major championship when he won the British Open in a playoff at the birth of golf St Andrews in Scotland. His last PGA Tour victory came in the 2004 Buick Invitational, but he has remained popular for his booming drives and colourful outfits. Mm-hmm. His fans wished Daly well after his diagnosis was revealed on Thursday, and the golfer tweeted out thanks. Daly said he's going to cut down on Diet Coke and try to quit smoking mm-hmm. to improve his odds of beating mm-hmm. cancer. So, Well, certainly, if, if it does turn uh, poorly for... Uh for John, or will be uh, obviously uh, uh, someone gone too soon. However, it should be said he's he's had a proper go. He's had a good go. It's it's too young, but not totally surprising news for from mm. to not be in, in peak health yeah. for John. And as soon as you said I drove all night, just made me think of Roy Wilson again. I, I think drove we have to, all we're... night, <laughs> yeah. crapped in your room. So you, that's not how it goes. Uh, that's very tacky, very crass. That's. Uh, did you just make that up right then, or is that something that goes back with sort of that, a, a oh. lyric replacement, drinking with the boys? Oh, no, that's I've known about that for a long yeah, time. Yeah, probably at the time when the song came out. You would have been about university for you, wouldn't it, in Texas? <laughs> it was about 94, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there we go. I was thinking that, actually, just thinking... Oh. I think Robinson would have just maybe just died by then. No, he did the Travelling Wilburys after that. Not after that, that was before that. All right. I'm so tired of being... So what, what year do you reckon? I, I reckon, I reckon he died... Uh, I, that almost came out posthumously. No, I'm going to say 99... At a guess at when he died. I'm going to say he died in 89. How we go? 1988. Oh, I knew I was around about there somewhere. Sheesh. Because the, the, that's when Travel yeah, Wilbur's came out around then. Yeah, I love the Travel And Wilbur's. I think uh, as, as it came out, he'd already passed. Yeah, because he did that album that was meant to be, he wrote a load of songs for Travel Wilbur's, but he, mm. he decided he should do them himself. Right. Mystery Girl, and it was meant to be the Travelling album. Travelling Wilburys Volume Two, and she's a mystery girl. Did, did you ever hear what um, Tom Petty? When this is actually after George Harrison had died, and he's talking about Tom, George Harrison, and he's talking about his how dark his sense of humour could be. And Tom Petty said, he said, "Oh, what George said to him." Because he called Tom Petty to let him know that Roy had passed away. Oh, yeah. And he said, I'm not sure I can actually kind of even repeat what George said to me, but uh, I picked up the phone and I hadn't said anything. I said, hello, and it's George and just says, aren't you glad it's not you? Hmm. <laughs> 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 That's classic, George. If yeah. you. Which, it's just it's just the some sometimes the way of dealing with things yeah. like that. Well, the mm. only uh, who's the only two left? Obviously, Jeff Lynn from ELO. Yeah, he's the only one. Really. He's the only one. Tom's gone. Well, Tom Petty's gone too. Yeah, and George Harrison. George Harrison's gone. Roy Orbison's gone. There was five of them. Bob Dylan still going. Oh, somehow. of course. Yeah, he wasn't there. He's still going, Bob Dylan, somehow. He's the one, the trooper. Maybe he just drank a bit less, probably smoke a bit less. Not uh, when he's younger. I was going to say, I don't know God, In fact, he's never stopped smoking. How can Bob Dylan still be going? Because he's older, too. So. Yes, no doubt. Yeah. He must have had peace of mind. Peace, it all, love it all and starts under- in the mind, I was going to say peace, love and understanding, but that wasn't him. That wasn't him. No. <laughs> Where'd you stand on the uh, boneless chicken wings issue, Rob? Now this was discussed somewhere. Someone went mental about this. That you wrote, you didn't you read this article on the show? No, we haven't done this. This is new. But oh, I've seen a clip on Facebook about a man entering a plea, which 
I picked out fairly quickly was sarcastic and and was making a mockery. I think actually directed at the woke for being petty well, and stupid. We're not too sure about this. This is Anders. no, no, no. no. There's, there's there's particular moments in there where you know it's an act. It's a sham. This is Anders Christensen who's gone to the Lincoln City Council to mm. plead his case because he's uh, he's concerned that people keep advertising boneless chicken wings. Mm-hmm. When they should, in fact, be chicken tenders. And he goes, makes a passionate plea. Yeah. Do you want um, want to hear it? To the courts, I believe. Might as well hear it. Let's air it. I promise I won't take up too much of your time here. My name is Andrew Christensen. Uh, I live at 1212 Twin Ridge Road. Lincoln has the opportunity to be a social leader in this country. We have been casually ignoring a problem that has gotten so out of control that our children are throwing around names and words without even understanding their true meaning. treating things as, as though they're normal. I go into nice family restaurants and I see people throwing this name around and pretending as though everything is just fine. I'm talking about boneless chicken wings. I propose that we as a city remove the... Excuse me, I'm trying to... Yeah. Excuse me, sure. come on. I propose that we as a city remove the name boneless wings from our menus and from our hearts. These are our reasons why. Number one, Nothing about boneless chicken wings actually come from the wing of a chicken. We would be disgusted if a butcher was mislabeling their cuts of meats, but then we go around and pretending as though the breast of the chicken is its wing. Number two, boneless chicken wings are just chicken tenders, which are already boneless. I don't go to order boneless tacos. I don't go and order boneless club sandwiches. I don't ask for boneless auto repair. It's just what's expected. And then number three, We need to raise our children better. Our children are raised being afraid of having bones attached to their meat. That's where meat comes from. It grows on bones. We need to teach them that the wing of a chicken is from a chicken, and it's delicious. I propose that we rename boneless wings in the city of Lincoln. We can call them buffalo-style chicken tenders. We can call them wet tenders. We can call them saucy nugs or trash. We can take these steps and show the country that where we stand and that we understand that we've been living a lie for far too long and we know it because we feel it in our bones. Thank you. Saucy nugs, Rob. Let's call them saucy nugs. Well, it's basically just having a bit of a laugh more than anything. But I think in some regard, it's some kind of parody to the constantly outraged woke and some of their attempts to change language ideas. That was what he's making fun of there. He's deadly serious. Well, well, and and frankly, I I agree with him. He's also got long, very long, straight hair, like a 1960s hippie. And I also found out his father's on the panel. Yes. He's having a laugh. I get his point, and I actually, I, I, or I get his subtle message, and I agree with it. I also agree with his literal message, and that um, they are just chicken tenders. They There's are. no such thing as boneless yeah. wings, unless it's some processed crap that's not even really real. So, yeah, great little effort from that lad. This actual report came from the High Times magazine. <laughs> And a lot of the comments I can't obviously repeat Mm. uh, on here. But uh, the first comment is, he's so high, he has reached enlightenment. Mm. How the hell did he say saucy nugs without laughing? And this guy isn't the hero we asked for, but perhaps the hero we need. Right. Well done. So if we go, if we, uh, on our next 365 days of sport trip, Rob, to Lincoln City in Nebraska, and uh, we may not be able to order boneless chicken wings after that. Have you been in Nebraska? Can't be no. much going on. I uh, mean, Omaha. Well, the name of the Omaha indoor American football team is the Omaha Beef. <laughs> 
And I am uh, I'm their number one fan. Really? Yeah, the Omaha Beef. Aren't they lucky to have you? <laughs> they are lucky. You're, you're, you're number one fan of lots of things, though, yeah. apparently. Apparently the biggest sports fan in the world, as far as I, 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 I I'm... I am the biggest sports fan in the world. World record holder, Rob. There must be nothing going on in Nebraska, because that's a whole reason Bruce Springsteen named his album that, because if you wander around Nebraska, there's nothing there, and you make all this big, uh, haunting, sort of open space music type of thing. Really? Yeah, that's, that's my theory. Why he called I don't know it if that's Nebraska. true. I, I assume he was in Nebraska for. I assume he wrote it in Nebraska. You can assume that. I just. I'm just imagining long, sparse, barren flats. Yeah, well, there's and uh, some rockiness. I don't know. I don't know what the landscape. Well, it's, obviously, it's famous for beef. Right. It's obviously famous for cattle. And Bruce Springsteen. And Bruce Springsteen from New Jersey. Uh, yeah, let's do this. You twat. Talking about Omaha Beef. Oh, man, my, my production skills got so much better since I recorded well, that. I can do. I can make things sound massive now. Okay. Punishing, okay. even. Well, good. It's one of my least favourite stings, I'm going to be <laughs> honest with you. <laughs> it's not great. But where would we be without our great stings, Rob? I just, instead of saying Evie, said vegans. Yeah, I know. Evie. <laughs> I, I got that. And do vegans let your hair hang down. I'm saying relax, uh, chill out. Yeah, no. I've it's just, the production that lets it down. Do you know what? I'm telling I've you. I just had a, p- a epiphany then. You did, You only just got it now. No, no, no. I knew that along. But I was thinking Doug Parkinson. What? We could do a remake of Doug Parkinson. Where, Where would we be we without be? AB? With eight AB. When you say we, who's who's the we in that? <laughs> you mean me? Yeah, you. <laughs> Hence all the material you bring to the show, Rob. <laughs> uh, vegan news. Just in case you didn't know. Hey, I got my uh, thing. I got my quiz here. Uh, a chef at a restaurant in Australia. I don't even know where. I should have looked up where this was. Shared a screenshot of an Uber Eats order that included a cheeky request to make slight changes to a vegan burger without the man's partner knowing. Mm. Uh, chef has shared the additional instruction note. Sneaked onto an Uber Eats food delivery order by a man so he could live a little without his girlfriend knowing. Order was received by an Australian restaurant from a customer named Aiden with a line cook sharing a screenshot on Reddit along with a caption, possibly the best Uber request I've ever seen. It included a vegan burger that came with a lengthy additional request. The note reads, I know this is a little weird for a vegan burger, mate, but I'm not actually vegan. My missus just won't let me get the beef burger because I slaughter them often and she reckons I'm going to get heart disease if I keep going. But... Can you pretty please sneak a little cheese on that bad boy so I can live a little? Hope you have an awesome night. Kind regards, Aiden. Uh, post attracted more than 400 comments as some ex- express sympathy for Aiden with one person writing, My heart goes out to this king. A second said, Homie gets two slices and some bacon hidden between them. Another wrote, I just love that the man took the effort to put the cheese emoji in there, even though it doesn't show up in the app. Well, there you go. Mm. A fourth joked, it's slightly reminiscent of a hostage letter. (laughs) But others were more concerned for Aiden's bank account after seeing he had paid $25.90 for a vegan burger. Mm. Calling the price tag the real crime here. One bloke said, 26 bucks! That effing vegan burger better come with a couple of grams of white truffle. 
Mm. With another saying, honestly, the price makes me laugh even more than the comments. Mm. So, yeah. It's an annoying thing. So, I had a, a once upon a, 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 no, 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 once upon a time in, a, in an old film war relationship, a partner turned, not vegan, but vegetarian. Oh, yeah. But it was for staunch moral reasons she went vegetarian, not just for dietary choice. Right. To the point where I was having to do things like for cooking bacon and eggs for breakfast. Oh. Swap pans. Swap pans and all that sort of stuff. Really? Yeah, and it, and it was getting to the point where if we're going to choose a restaurant, if there weren't enough decent vegetarian options, we'd have to go somewhere else when I've seen 18 things I'd eat. <laughs> and it's just to be put in a vegan prison like that. Oh. An enforced one. But where's the individual freedom, Beefy? There is none. It's all about individual freedom for me these days. I've had enough of collectives. Right. I'm not interested. Okay. We can have a collective discussion, sure. Yeah. But in the end, it's up to the individual. What are you going to do afterward? At the end of the day, Rob, we are all individuals. <laughs> so anyway, what right does his partner have to be telling him whether he can have cheese on something or not? <sighs> Anyone who's out there, I'm going to tell this straight from Dr. Robert. If you want cheese, you have cheese. Unless you're never had a tackle or something, yeah. and you've been told not to have Unless cheese, you're maybe think, maybe right. at least think about it then. But the point is, it's up to you. Mm. Do what you want. Yeah. You are not forced to not have cheese. Does that make sense? Always makes sense. I, I could have, I could have done the sting, Doctor Robert. Anyway, mm-hmm. hey, this is Toddy Goldsmith, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. Oh, Toddy. Do we know if she's managed to make it back from America safely, Toddy, or not? Um, or is she still... Uh... I haven't checked in with her for a while, but right. I will do. I promise I'll do that this week, Rob. I'll be interested to know how she's getting on. Yeah. Mm. Apparently there's still many, many uh, Australians that can't get back to Australia still now. I heard 30,000. I heard that too. That's an, a lot of people that can't get back. I don't know. What, I don't think they want to come back, Rob. Well, particularly when a friend of mine who broke his knee had to get decided to go back and get the surgery done in India, got it done within two weeks. And is he back in Australia now? No, he's there. He had to go into home isolation for two weeks. Yeah. Went to the doctor today, yesterday, and he said, "Oh, just give you a few exercises to do for the next three weeks, and we'll mm. see how we go then." So wow. then it will be five weeks back there, and then he struggled to get back. To and that's Australia. with all three cruciate ligaments torn and Ooh. two fractures. Not going to have exercises. What was he doing? Skateboarding on an electric skateboard and fell. How old is he? 30. It's a sign, Rob. It's a sign. I saw a footage of some guy in Adelaide transporting his barbecue down the street, but with his barbecue in tow on an electric skateboard and just going for it. Right. He seemed... Oblivious? No, not oblivious, but totally like... At ease, oh, this is this is the norm. This is how things are happening. Yeah, that's probably it's probably true. Didn't blink an eyelid. In fact, he overtook a car. <laughs> was mm. the barbecue grilling away? No, it wasn't. <laughs> I don't think it was in action. He didn't he didn't have the spatula out while he's at it. Uh, okay, he was just transporting it. But that's the next step. That is the next step. Mm. It reminds me of when when I was a uni student in Christchurch, and my friend had a broken down car. And we decided at the same time to both transport my bed on the roof of the car that worked, oh, holding it with our arms, whilst towing the bomb behind us through the main street. So we're driving down the main road, holding this bed on the roof, towing a broken down car at the same time. Oh, New Zealand, <laughs> eh? New Zealand! Yeah. Uh, even in New Zealand, was, people were just chuckling as we were driving oh, through I'm the... Sure through I'm the... sure they were. I'm sure they were. Hey, um, who's the new Swedish cricket coach, Rob? Uh, Lee Jamon. Lee Jamon? Mm. 
No, he's even he higher. He coached Holland for a while. He's even more higher profile than Lee Germon. Is he from the north or the south? Southern Hemisphere. Uh, Mark Waugh. Oh, that's close. <laughs> close to the uh, profile of this uh, player. Swedish team. The Swedish new head cricket coach is... Is it the same sort of thing? Does he play with Mark Waugh? Played at the same time. Wrong country. I'm going to assume he's got Swedish tides, so let's say Andy I... Bickle. So one of these blonde guys. Andy Bickle. One of um, this guy is blonde. Brett Lee. Brett Lee. He'd make a great Swedish cricket coach. Shane Watson. Oh, come on, Rob. <laughs> come on. Um, Shane Warne. Think South Africa. Ah, of course. A.B. de Villiers. Before that, same vein. Uh, John T. Rhodes. John T. John T. Should have got that, actually. Yeah, it's yeah. I should have gone straight to South Africa anyway. It's the new Swedish cricket head coach. Okay. They're going to be a good fielding team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he still looks pretty uh, fit and on top oh, of things, John T. He is, looks incredibly fit. How's that for a signing? And mm-hmm. this is the, the stats. Mm-hmm. The Swedish Cricket Federation revealed that Rhodes' appointment will be part of their plan to grow the game of cricket in the country, which has seen a 300% increase in participation over the last two years. Wow. Yeah, wow. In Sweden. In Sweden. Well, it makes sense, you know. It makes sense. I mean, sense. they like their stats. We sent two people back there that love cricket. Yeah, yeah. Probably don't play, but mm-hmm. they love it. Uh, Rhodes and his family will relocate to Sweden in mid-November. He's 51. He's going to be based at Stockholm at the Swedish Cricket Federation headquarters in Idrottsenhus in Helsingborg. Mm. I'm really excited to relocate to Sweden with my family and work together with the Swedish cricket community, mm-hmm. Jonti said. Yeah. That was probably him then. That was that was very good, Beefy. Thanks, I'm very surprised that cricket isn't actually just a bit bigger in Europe. I reckon it's growing, though. I think it is growing. I think it is growing. Yeah. Because Holland have been to the World Cup. Oh, a number of times. Yeah. Well, Pete Boren, I played against quite a few times. He's mm. a Kiwi. He's now captain of the mm. Fighting Dutch. Mm-hmm. And they've got ties to South Africa, see? So yeah, that's right. So a lot right. of the South Africans go mm. via Holland. Um, what's the left armour played for Victoria? Dirk Nannis. Right. Well, he's Dutch. Um, Tom Gupa from South Australia. Mm. He His real surname should be K-U-I-P-R. Gupa. Mm. which is a Dutch surname, so it was mm. bastardised into Cooper with yep. C-double-O. And I played a season with Super Dupe Adil Raja, mm-hmm. the off-spinner, uh, who is uh, of uh, Asian descent. I think he's uh, Indian descent, but speaks Dutch, mm. loves cricket, played in four World Cups. We're on the mend. Old Super Dupe Adil. Well, can you remember any specific innings by John T. Rhodes' batting innings where he just dominated? Because... As soon as I think of him, all I ever think about is that diving into the stumps. <laughs> yeah. And there's one other shot where he picked a flipper from Shane Warne in yeah. a one-day game. He picked it, and he got onto it. And this, because it's a flipper, it rockets onto the bat, but he's ready. For, and he he pulls it for six, and there's no time for him to play this shot. Yeah. But he absolutely smashes it and for this huge six. I think he was... And that's the only two major visions of John D. Rhodes. <laughs> the, the thing with John D. is so quick between the wickets. He was a nerdler. He used to put into gaps and run twos. Mm. That was his big thing. But, yep. uh, I mean, don't forget, he did about six, six for most of his career. Mm. Did he uh, occasionally keep? No. Was no, that I Cullinan? I think he kept, yeah. Uh, there was another one around there that Richardson, I think, he was the other keeper, wasn't he? Around he, he, was, well, he was like World Cup time. Yeah. So, uh, no, that's a, that's a big name. Of put. That must mean they must be spending a bit of cash. Yeah. To, to secure somebody it, it, like Jonty and move his family a, there. If there's a country that I think would adhere to cricket, it would be Sweden. Well, uh, they'd uh, love uh, the conformity. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's just the, the, just the nerdiness. <laughs>
Yeah, I think you're uh, scoring. Oh, I'm, I'm basing this on Michael, Michael. Erickson. This this opportunity has come at the perfect time for me, and I'm grateful to be able to accept to be invest my energies in a completely new environment. I can't wait to get mm-hmm. started. Good. Says Jonty. Ben Harradine, sports director of the Swedish cricket. Ben Harradine. He's um, wasn't he an Australian discus thrower? It rings. <laughs> That that I don't know. I'm going to have to look that up. But Ben Harradine, sports director of the Swedish Cricket Federation, (laughs) believes Rhodes is a point. That's shocked me, obviously, because I didn't read the report. I'll be shocked if it is the Australian discus thrower. My pick is it's not. Okay, but if it is, that would be really unbelievable. Do you know what? We should try and get Jonty on the show, because if he is moving to Europe, I says November, the time zones would be right for us to interview Jonty and the state of Swedish cricket, Rob. Oh, I'd have loved to have a chat How good would that be? Yeah. Um, ben Harradine believes Rhodes' opponent will play a pivotal role in taking Swedish cricket to the next level. Jonty will play a pivotal role in lifting our players, as well as assisting in securing a quality coaching framework for the future sustainability of the game. I'm delighted to have him as part of our small and ambitious team, said Harradine. Uh, Rhodes is regarded as one of the greatest cricketers, of all, uh, greatest fielders of all time. Played 52 tests, 254 one-dayers. Previous coaching stints with Sri Lanka, Kenya. Was a fielding coach for the IPL side Mumbai Indians for nine years. Rhodes is currently in the UAE for the IPL. John D. Rhodes, fast facts. Played national South African team, field hockey and cricket. World record for most dismissals by a fielder in one match. Uh, Wisdom Cricket of the Year, 1999. And he's the father of four. So he's going to take the whole tribe of Rhodeses. Uprooted. To uh, Sweden, to Stockholm. Well, that sounds pretty good. Take me home, Jaunty Rose. Can he get up there? They chartered a special flight for him. Oh, I'm sure they will. A COVID-free flight. Yeah, yeah. so that's uh, fantastic. I'm gonna. If Ben Harradine is the former Australian shot putter, that would be, mm. and he's now director of cricket for Sweden. But wouldn't it just be great if cricket just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and slowly? Awesome. Imagine if it ever. Oh no, it'll never happen. But imagine if it can get big everywhere except the US. Well, they're the next cab off the rank, Rob. Well, apparently. Um, Denmark. They ha- have you ever successfully explained cricket to an American? Oh, never. Do you not feel they, they go out of their way to not understand it? Like, they try it. They... Oh, because they think baseball is the greatest game of all. Yeah, so they're, they're actually... This is what annoys me. They're choosing to not understand it. Yeah, they're anti-every other it's like, Oh, I understand it when I'm five. Why can't you understand it now, you absolute yeah. moron? I think they're secretly worried that cricket will take over baseball and baseball will die like yeah. it should. We've already had this discussion tonight. Well, I don't, I don't want baseball to die. I, like, I still oh, quite like I baseball. But it's it's comparably, as it's a sport, it's, it's a one-horse race for the second time tonight. Another one-horse race. In terms just, of what? Just, well, in terms of cricket, so much clearly a better game oh, than baseball. Yeah, yeah. And what the Americans can't... I mean, they call themselves world champions and yet they're not because mm. they don't play against teams from Cuba or the Dominican Republic that are clearly much better than them. Well, that's a fair point, Beefy. Um, going back to European cricket, Denmark, they've had a few cricketers over the years. Ulf Mordensen, and I think they even played a season in the Sunday League of English cricket as well, or they were invited into the cup competition, I think. Mm. Uh, There's been a few that have sprouted up along the way. A few immigrants. Oh, quite a few immigrants. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Ulf Mordensen, he was probably, I think somebody called him the most dangerous bowler in the world because he was fast and he had no idea where it was going. Mm-hmm. So he was quite likely going to kill you. Uh, was his full name Ulfit? Uh, no, Ulf. Uh, uh, I think it was O-L-F with a oh, right. two two dots over the uh, over the Ulf. Ulf. 
He had a moustache, <laughs> and he was built like Merv Hughes, but uh, he was but quicker than Merv. So uh, crazy. So good luck to uh, John D. Rhodes, and mm-hmm. we'll, we will be uh, keeping tabs on him, and clearly we are going to try and get him on the show as best we can. And we're going to find out if Ben Harradine is the former Australian shot putter or discus. you got work to do, Beefy. Yeah. in Sporting Gladiators quiz time! I think that music almost gets me fired up as the Balderdash music does for you. <laughs> uh, we haven't done Sporting Balderdash for a while. I'm no. just, we might have to bring it back we might for have to one bring week. It back. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm hosting uh, our Saturday night quiz and one of my rounds is uh, kind of Sporting Balderdash related Ish. okay yeah not so bad i kind of bad. brought it in and uh sporting gladiators we basically it's a quiz best of five penalty shooter style i ask questions about uh new zealand sport to rob and yeah. rob just throws ask you questions about new zealand sport yeah apparently so yeah <laughs> yeah lucky dip really yeah lucky dip uh rob won last time round, i think just Oh, it was a bit dodgy. Yeah, there's a there's, there's a, a tiebreaker. Uh, tie-breaker. Just jump straight in, Rob. Let's go. Rugby for you. Yep. What date is the first Bledisloe Cup match this year? Oh, how the hell am I ever going to know that? It's in the news today. That's why. Oh, God's sake. Okay, well, let's let's think about this logically. It's going to be... I don't even know if they've flown players into hubs or any of that crap. They must have sent to New Zealand. Uh, what's the date today is... 15th. The 15th, so that's going to be 16, 17, 18. So the 19th will be a Saturday. Um, so I'm going to say the 17th of October. Oh, great radio, Rob. Great radio. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's the second test. It's not even the second test. There is a clash. They've announced it's not going to clash with the New Zealand elections, Rob. So the first test is in Wellington on Sunday, October 11. So you're oh! Great work. The second test is also a Sunday. October 18. Why are they doing it on a Sunday? Because of New Zealand elections or something. Well, I'm, I'm not... That, that, it was in the news today, Rob! Yeah, well, I know more stuff from, like, well, no... I, 1986. Yeah. And the 1990 Commonwealth Games. Speaking of which, 1987 World Cup. Oh, yeah. Uh, which former all-black legend was the coach of the all-blacks in the 87 World Cup? Yeah, that's a great question. I knew who the three coaches were, but I didn't actually know which one was the head coach, and wow. I would have got it wrong. If I had said it was Buck Shelford, no, oh, was you it? Did, you didn't think about that, Beefy, did you? <laughs> I don't know. When was Buck Shelford playing? Yeah, back then. Yeah, he was player coach. coach, Rob. No, player coach. Never play. It was coach. Uh, Graham Rudge. No, <laughs> <laughs> Brian Lahore. Who? Brian Lahore. Lahore was he Sri Lankan? No, Pakistani? No, I think it's like a Scottish name, Lahore. Lach, Lach, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, all right, nil, nil. Uh, netball, how yep. many times have the New Zealand Silver Ferns yep. won the Netball World Cup? How many times have the Silver Ferns been World Cup champions? Now, can I just ask something? Yes. You, roughly, how old is the World Cup? I've... I think it's going from the 60s. Yeah, okay. Every four years as well. Yep. Five times. Yes! Yes! Five times! Got it! Yeah, well, we won the last two, I think. Uh, possibly. Good. Good one, Roberto. Uh, okay. In the film Bjorg v. McEnroe, the tennis film, Yeah. Uh, John McEnroe is played by which American actor? 
Oh, there's going to be a horse racing question coming up soon, I reckon. You got um, it. Who looks like McEnroe? You got it. You must have at least seen the credit, the trailer, or something. No. This is a really good film. You should. Uh, you'd like this. Probably. I thought you'd seen it. Was he an Avenger? No. Was he Iron Man? No. Oh. <laughs> Iron Man was an Avenger. I said no. Was he the Hulk? Also an Avenger. Uh, was he? Yes. Really? Yes. I've named two Avengers and yes. didn't even know it. You've asked if, as an Avenger, then you've uh, I said no, and you, then you've asked for his name, two Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my knowledge. Um, okay, who's... Yeah, he's not a superhero. Ryan Reynolds. Uh, that's incorrect. Shia LaBeouf. Oh, God. I'd only recognise him if he had a bag on his head, Rob. You don't know who he is? He's the guy of Transformers. Is he an Avenger? The the Transformer? And he was going to be the next Indiana Jones in that crappy fourth Indiana Jones oh, that came Sean out. Oh, Sean Connery. What? No, Sean Connery's in the third one. Oh, <laughs> okay. God, unbelievable. That was an easy question as far as oh, I'm concerned. Yeah. All netball, right. netball, Rob. Oh, two netballs. Who is the all-time Silver Ferns international cap record holder? <sighs> okay. So, Irene Vyde Van Dyke's going to be close. Because she played for eight, even though she came in after playing for South Africa. Who's a centre? Who was that centre in the 90s? I forget her name. It could be Teresa Tutaia. I'm, I'm going with Irene Van Dyke. She's third. Oh. Second is Falau. Maria Falau, yeah. That, that's, she was Maria Tutaia. That's who I oh, also okay. Said. So she's second. So then first, is it maybe Leslie Nichol? No. Laura Langman. Ah. Just, Langham style. Laura Langham style. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah recently yeah. retired. Yeah. Still uh, one nil. Yeah, should it? Hundred and sixty-three. Irene just had a bit of an injury at one point, I think, is all. Uh, well, and not... she played for South Africa first, of course. Yeah. yeah. So she's, I think, she's the all-time international cap holder because yeah. I think she's got forty odd for South, South Africa, Africa as well, and one hundred and forty-five for New Zealand. Okay. What have we got here? Oh, oh you get this. Oh. In, in nineteen ninety-four, which Manly Sea Eagles rugby league hard man came out as homosexual? Oh, Michael Roberts. Incorrect! Ian Roberts! Rushed and said it so quickly and easily. Yeah. Wrong. Who's Michael first? Roberts? I don't know. He's famous. <laughs> Ian Roberts. He went on to play for the Cowboys. He uh, Later on, did he? Yeah. He I played met, for Australia, played yeah, for... I met him. I met him once at, okay. a, at a Super League launch okay. or grand final dinner the night before. He was the kind of guest of okay. honor. Yeah, yeah. All right. He also went on to star in films. Oh, was he an Avenger? Um, no, but it, he yes. might have been in the Avengers. No. As like a henchman. Well, we'll look him up when we've got a few more tunes so on. So what's the score? Am I still 1-0? Still 1-0. Uh, the top five most capped All Blacks in history yeah. are forwards. Who's the All Blacks most capped back? Oh. Do you like that, Rob? What a question that is. How good most is that question? Most capped back. So it's someone... Who's someone that was never injured and played all the time? God. And played a long time. So you go recent straight away because they played so many more tests. So you'd be pushed towards Dan Carter, but he had a lot of injury, Dan Carter. Played a lot of games, though, when there was only World Cups so he was injured. You Andrew, played more during the World Cup. Andrew Murdens. But then he had the Carlos Spencer kick out at one point. Oh, Justin Marshall would have played a lot of games. And he played a long career. Justin Marshall! Dan Carter! Oh, overthought it! <laughs> overthought it! I think Man Nanu's not that far behind either. Oh, right. But 112 caps for Dan Carter. Should have got that. Yeah. Still 1-0. All right. Hopefully this one gets you. 
How many consecutive races did Winks win? 31. 33. Oh, really? I can recall us talking about that. In fact, I think you interviewed someone on SEN. Uh, Gerard. Oh, it was Gerard, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? He yeah, wrote yeah. the book. He wrote the Winks book. And you asked him if you thought he'd just been beating a lot of easy beats the whole time. He, yeah. Uh, yeah. Classic beefy. I, I basically stated that the rest of horse racing was rubbish. Mm-hmm. And Winks was just a standout in a bad time for Australian racing. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Right. All right. Number five. Come last on, Rob. question. Come on, Robert. If you get this, you win, Rob. No, you got Again. one more. No, because it's one nil. Oh. Chris Martin. Yep. Lead singer of Coldplay. Yep. Also has the most number of Test match ducks for New Zealand. Who's second on the list of, of n- most ducks? Most ducks in New Zealand. Danny Morrison. It is Danny yes! Morrison. Yes. Should have got three. I won again. You did. What was the last question for me? Which greyhound stormed home in 2015 to run down Fernando Bale and win the Melbourne Cup? Diner Double One. Correct. (laughs) Yes. I was going to be mean and say who won it in 2017, which you might have also got, because that was who we were going to get a greyhound from ourselves. Uh, Fernando Bale. No, 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 no. Hooked on Scotch. No. (laughs) Happy birthday, Helen. Aston DB. Aston DB. That's yeah. here you go. Yeah. Fun press. You remember Donna Double One? Yeah. He still holds the track record for the six hundred meters. Donna Double One. Good on him. But it's currently going to be under threat by this dog at the moment called Houdini Boy. Who, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you're tuning into the Meadows tomorrow night for the Speed Star match play, match play, match one play, versus one, one. one versus one, and uh, he, he could he could give the track record a nudge here, Houdini oh. Boy, because there's nothing in front no, of him. No traffic. Just look out for that back half. He's a yeah. flyer. Hey, I'm going to do a, two, a top 10 after the break. I'm going to give you two options. Do you want the top 10 clickbait stories or the top 10 reasons why people failed their driving test? Clickbait. Clickbait stories it is. Ladies and gentlemen, here's tonight's top 10. Oh, I got a live one here. <laughs> Good, good, solid one. Top ten. I always like top ten. You do, yeah. The suspense of a countdown. <laughs> yeah, suspenseful. Yeah. So these are the top ten stories you might see at the bottom of an article that actually mm. don't make too much sense because these are literally things that you find down there and you think, shall I click it or yeah. not? You're often when you do click it, you're very quickly disappointed because whatever may have lured you in <laughs> is going to be photo number sixty-eight. I've got a story about <laughs> number two. Because anyway, number ten, time has not been kind to Elizabeth Shue at almost fifty-six. Elizabeth Shue, yeah. Well, for for a start, yeah. I've seen Elizabeth Shue at fifty-six, and she looks fantastic. Probably. So that's a lie. So that's <laughs> often they just say that it's clickbait, Rob. It's some sort of <laughs> it's trick. Clickbait. You can. Play. I haven't clicked. I haven't seen that one. Not oh. for me. It's always Linda Kozlowski or Rebel Wilson has lost fifty Rebel pounds. Wilson, and yeah, she yeah. is gorgeous. Are they haven't got Elizabeth Shue. Hmm. All right. Do you I probably to... would click on that just to see how bollocks it was. <laughs> okay. Number nine. After cheating on each other, they did this. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know who it is. You probably do. Well, generally people are looking for revenge porn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, could be. <laughs> could be. There's got some picture from a Golden Globes thing. So, yeah, it's one of those. Probably Shia LaBeouf. Oh, right. Might be. I don't know. Yeah. Number eight. Three Stooges facts that they hid from fans. 
Why would they hide them? What were the Stooges? I don't know. Perhaps they were all... Who's in pursuit of the truth about the Stooges? (laughs) Americans, Rob. Americans. Okay. All right, number seven. Years later, Mm -hmm. this is what the cast of Forrest Gump looks like now. Forrest Gump of all of them. Yeah, and not including Tom Hanks, obviously. Other people from Forrest Gump. Most of them, I know what they look like now. I've seen Lieutenant Dan recently. I saw a great video on Lieutenant Dan recently. Well, oh, not Lieutenant wow. Dan on what's his name, Gary Sinise. He's yeah. a big advocate for um, looking after the uh, veterans. Oh, good and on. there was a list of about seventy people just saying thanks, Lieutenant Dan, or oh, well, thanks, word. Gary Sinise. But then right then, Tom Hanks does pop and go, "Thanks, Lieutenant Dan." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he okay. was quite moved. Carry Num- on. Oh, sorry. Yep. Number six. Yep. Where Billy Joel lives at seventy will make you especially sad. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I've, well, I've seen that same one, but mm. for me it's not... It's not a... Uh, did you say Billy Joel? Yeah, Billy Joel. For me it's always some actor. <laughs> Christopher... Macaulay, not, not Christopher Reeve or... Macaulay Culkin? It's a Robin Williams or a comedian well, or something. Well, it's not Robin Williams. He doesn't live anywhere. No, I, I, know, I know that. I know that, but there was someone like that. Well, it might be this next guy. But, 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 okay, yeah. Sarah? Number five. Mm. Born into billions, Kevin Bacon's wife is one of the richest heiresses in America. I've not seen this one either. <laughs> Who's gossiping about Kevin Bacon's wife? <laughs> I don't know, but it's clickbait and you want to click on it yeah, because right. she's one of the richest heiresses in okay. America because Kevin Bacon's just got all the money rolling well, I in. I don't care. Well, Kev's doing all right. All right, number four. This is interesting. 20 rules that all hell's angels have to follow. What? Yeah, 20 rules, Rob. Yeah, I'd jump on. I'd be interested to know that. And then it's 20 sides, is it? Probably. Number three, right up your street, Rob. Mm -hmm. Ranked the 25 most overrated bands of all time. (laughs) I've got the top three. Oh, that's a great one. It's got a picture of Bono. (laughs) It's always the picture that does it too, though. yeah, Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, can you guess what the top three is? Just have a stab. It's not you two. I can tell you that now. Most over overrated bands. Twenty five most overrated bands overrated. of all time. Who else is twenty five? Uh, the Eagles. They're not in the top three. <laughs> um, I'm not a big fan of that term though. No, nah, I know. It's to difficult. be honest, number twenty five was Imagine Dragons. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Okay. But I put them even further up. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, in that case, I just say bands that suck. Creed. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Creed? Come on, Rob. Overrated. Yeah. That, that's basically what it no, means. Nobody rates them. Nickelback. So. Well, yeah. They would be along that genre. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, they're not overrated. They're, okay. they're ripped to shreds. Okay. Number three. They've got their own fan base, though. That's fine. Number I, three. I love the back these days. Number oh. three, Rob. The Doors. Oh, I agree piss. with that totally. No, I don't. Number two. Motley Crue. <laughs> Number one. Are you ready for this? Guns N. Guns and Roses. Roses. The number one most overrated band of all time, according to this new arena clickbait. That well, the only thing I'll say about Guns N' Roses is because of the implosion, they don't have that greater back catalogue. Oh, they've got a big back catalogue. They've just got not, Appetite just, for Destruction, Use Your Illusion good. 1 and 2, and um, then they don't have anything till their spaghetti on. Chinese album. Graffiti, whatever, what was it called? What was the album that took 20 years and $20 million to do? This, was it the spaghetti one, or was that the one... Chinese... I thought it was... Oh, Chinese Democracy. Yeah, that's the one. That, that's just Axl Rose with some other guys. Under what title? Yeah. Guns and Roses. But, that, but that's my, that was my whole point. You just said my point. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's not a lot... It's a 20-year gap They're number one overrated band of all time, according to New Arena, Rob. 
Yeah, well, okay. I mean, that doesn't... <laughs> it's just I'm now, why am I debating the clickbait? <laughs> yeah. What a waste of time. I fall into the trap. Number two. Yeah. Man thinks he sees a huge beaver in a creek, <laughs> pulls it up and realises, big mistake. And <laughs> 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 realises, big mistake. Um, <laughs> for for the purposes of the show, Rob, I clicked on it. <laughs> Do you know what yeah, it was? Um, it was actually a crocodile, <laughs> an alligator, uh, sheepdog. <laughs> <laughs> Took me twenty pages to get through the story to find out it was he had, a... he had mistaken a <laughs> beaver for a sheepdog. <laughs> it was a dog stuck oh, in sorry, a... he was mistaken a sheepdog for a beaver. It was a dog stuck, was a <laughs> stuck in a pipe. Couldn't <laughs> uh, make it up. 20 pages, Rob. 20 oh, pages of clicking next, next, next. Oh, my God. Big mistake. Big mistake. Uh, that was only number two, Rob. <laughs> The number top number one clickbait article in the history of clickbait is the most paused scenes in Hollywood hit. Oh, all right. So just basically all nudity. I'm um, going to give you a chance to guess the top three, Rob. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for Sharon Stone, Basically Instinct. Oh, that's number one. <laughs> oh, I think we all went there as 12-year-old boys. Yeah. Um, Oh, what could else be another moment? Uh, let's go for Jamie Lee Curtis in uh, Trading Places. <laughs> That's going back a bit. Uh, most paused scenes. Is that yeah. what it was? Most yeah. Paused. Think about women, um, Yeah, that's basically where I'm at. I mean, you might even go for as recent as uh, Jennifer Lawrence. No, and, these, uh, these, uh, <laughs> both in the 90s. One is Wild Things. Oh, of course, Wild Things. There you go, of course. Oh, another one, maybe Showgirls or Striptease with oh, Demi Moore. Oh, good thinking, Rob. They're probably in there, but I didn't I didn't want to click on lots of uh, dodgy clickbait screens just in case my internet history gets searched by my partner. Now, Denise Richards and Neve Campbell in Wild Things, yeah. apparently they had an intimate moment in the pool. Yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah. I've not seen Wild Things. Yeah, well, Kevin Bacon's in that too. Oh, good old in Kev. Fact, for if any of you girls, if you're a Kevin Bacon fan, you get the whole shebang there too if you want. And number three is allegedly Fast Times of Ridgemont High. Oh, Phoebe Cates. There you go. Yeah, classic. I'm not, I'm not yeah. up to date with Phoebe Cates. Yeah. Oh, uh, and I'll go for Jennifer Connolly from... Um, don't know. I only got the top three. Top three. <laughs> That'll be the top 20. Yeah. So Phoebe Cates' character named Linda, whilst she's enjoying a swim, the most paused moment in question is when she's finally climbing out of the pool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I'll save the driving test fails for next week now, so uh, (laughs) there you go. Oh, well, big mistake. (laughs) Well, we got through another show somehow, Rob. Episode 168, I think this is. You up to much this weekend or this week? Well, I've got a whole new routine for this whole week. Whole new routine. Yeah, um, bit of Guinness and racing, and then work on my songs. I might be able to play some of my songs next week. Yeah, bring I've, them in. I've exported a couple. Nice, liking it. Angry Punk. Angry Punk. That's that should be the name of the album. Punk rock songs preaching conservative ideas. <laughs> that's a that's a like that. Going at the woke. 
going at the woke. Ah, oh, brilliant. We have to thank Jack Link's Beef Jerky, the best beef jerky on the planet. They just launched a load of Bloody Mary mixers in the US of A, Rob. Good. So, it's about time. Uh, yeah. Mm. Did you know, Rob? Yes. It's I... the food of astronauts, Rob. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Jack Link's Beef Jerky, NASA, give it to the yep. astronauts. You mm. can't get better endorsement than that. Certainly not. It's just one of the things that puts it at the elite level for me, Beefy. Oh, it's the food of champions, Rob. How, you don't get any higher than space. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Unless you're campaigning for boneless chicken wings to be called Saucy Nugs in Lincoln, Nebraska. Or if you believe the world is flat, then you're as high as you ever get right now. That's very true. Well, that's it. That's episode 168, done and dusted of the greatest sports radio show on the planet. We'll see you next week.